Get your browser on and see if it's IE, Firefox, Chrome, Safari. Get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. Hey, look, hey. pick something. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. We're going to talk. We're going to get real down and dirty. Hi, guys. My name's Bessie. You're on the Crystal Show. I didn't call for you to make fun of me. I, 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 I was not, not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say, right. yes, talk about it. Talk about it because what do you want to go to a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how, how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American, crime, wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. All right? Make some noise. 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 All right. What's up, everybody? This is Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you to The Crystal Show featuring Dre. And it's Thursday, 9 p.m., and you are right where you ought to be. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We have a great show planned. Our guest tonight is author and inspirational speaker, Amy Kardashian, and that's not Kardashian, that's Kodashian, (laughs) and she will be discussing her book, which is called Tears of Hope, and um, she has survived some really horrible and horrific things, but she's still living, and she's going to talk about how to survive amidst her struggles and if she can survive it god knows that we can and if you want to call in you want to express your opinion about the show or comment on the topic or the guest and ask her a question please call in to 657-383-0554 but as always i want to welcome in my favorite host and my co-host which is dre what's up dre Hello, beautiful. Hello, America. I love you. <laughs> I love you, doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how was your week since last week? How did that go? Um, it, it was pretty good. Um, had the kids, you know, last weekend. We went. We actually went to see Edge of Tomorrow, which was oh yeah, by how far by far better than Oblivion. Um, okay. If you haven't well, seen Oblivion, don't be- waste your time. <laughs> it, was, it was a good show. We had a, we had a great weekend. You know, just we got out of the house, hung out. Man, it was a great adventure for me and the kids. So we just, you know, I love the death. So we just had a great time. So my weekend was my week was good. So okay, now what was Edge of Tomorrow about? I'm I'm still not understanding. The the premise of the show uh, was about um, Tom Cruise's character. I, I forget the name, but anyway. His character is supposed to, you know, supposed to save the world, as Tom Cruise only can do. Um, right. But the ca- but the caveat is that um, if he doesn't, if he if he messes up the sequence of events, he has to die and start over, which is really right. creepy. Right. Because a couple of times he gets shot in the head, <laughs> he shot himself a couple of times just to you know to start over and get this whole plan to work in order okay. to kind of it, it almost kind of like changes history. But not. Okay. It's, it, was, it was a good movie, though. Good movie, though. So you do recommend it or no? What do you think? I, I do recommend it. Go at, go see Eddie tomorrow. Skip Oblivion in the DVD store. All <laughs> right. Because, see, when I was watching um, the previews for Edge of Tomorrow, I was thinking it's kind of like, what was that, um, Groundhog Day, you know, with Bill Murray? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without the shooting yourself in the head, although Bill Murray in the movie did kill himself several times um, before he actually got it right, so I'm not sure what kind of message the movie is. Those kinds of movies are sending. <laughs> well, I, I think, well, drama day. I think it was um, that was more or less like you still have a chance to start over, as opposed to. Edge of Tomorrow was like, if you don't get it right, you have to die and try it yet. I don't know. Right. As we, it, it, was, it was a science fiction, serious Groundhog Day. <laughs> so it was kind of like life now. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Right. You, you don't get it right. You got to die, and maybe you'll come back, and you can do something better. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. But it was was it entertaining? Because some of the last movies that uh, Tom Cruise was in, wasn't that entertaining? I don't know. Look, the last movie that I actually liked from him was The Last Samurai. Love that movie. Yeah, now that, yeah, Great that was yeah. It was underrated, actually, which I thought was weird because, you know, we looked at that, but then you got, like, Cocktail and Born of the Fourth of July and Top Gun and Days of Thunder, you know, all great. But um, Last Samurai was really slept on. I, I, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was pretty good. I did. I, I really enjoyed that movie. It had um, – I thought it was written very well. I thought he did very well. The only thing I didn't like, per se, about the movie was the fact that he slept with dude's wife or whatever. It's like, well, damn, you're putting on his suit and everything, and now you're sleeping with his wife too? It's like... Yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of freaky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of freaky. I don't know. But other than that, it was, it you know, it was really good. I, I did enjoy that movie. Well, for me, my last week ha- uh, was interesting. It was good. I went and picked up my daughter from college. She had stayed a little over Yay. at... Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's back. Dun, dun, dun. You know. know. But what was funny about that trip, I um, usually when I take the trip, it's only a couple hours from home to the university. She's at Western University. Go Broncos. Okay. Um, And she... um, so I went to pick her up. I usually go with my son. My son usually drives, and mm-hmm. I love that because I can just sit back and chill, which I love right. to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so funny. She, was, she wasn't at the dorms where she usually was. She was at an apartment. Uh, well, it was still on campus, but it was a campus apartment. So I was driving. She was trying to tell me how to get there, and I passed the, you know, the turn-in to her, to the apartment. So I kept going, and she said, no, turn around. And I saw her. I was like, okay, I'm turning around. And I turned around, <laughs> and I was going, I was going on a one-way street. And okay. I didn't even How did you manage that? I didn't even see, see, okay, it's in Kalamazoo, Michigan, all right? And okay. they didn't what was your first problem? Have, yeah, I didn't even have, like, a sign to say, don't go this way or one way only. I did not even see that at all on any level. All right, so I go in. I'm turning in. Everything's beautiful. And she's like, why did you come that way? I'm like, what are you talking about? Whatever. So we get her stuff. (laughs) I'm out. I get back in the car. So I turn back the way I came, which was apparently a one-way street. Cars were flying at me. She was like, oh, my God, Mom, you're going the wrong way. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, oh, man. I mean, we are lucky to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so that's crazy. The one-way street, though, babe, come on. (laughs) I know, right? It's like like the only time I ever had one of those um, female driver moments. Okay, you, usually I don't have one of those moments and I, I protest against that saying. But I was like, oh, my God, people are literally coming at me. And there was several, I, I don't know, I don't know, I'm sorry. That was Anyway, that was a highlight of my week that I didn't get killed. <laughs> oh, well, that's one- good. That's a highlight. That is a highlight. <laughs> right. On a one-way street in college town, Calama fucking zoo, Michigan. So... Whatever. <laughs> now, last week we had our premiere show. Yay for our premiere show! That was the best premiere show I have ever heard and ever witnessed, or ever been a part of. That was good. <laughs> Look, there was so much dialogue in that show that we needed a part two. But I'm just saying. I know it was it was it was pretty good. I'm glad people called in, and um, you know, kind of welcomed us welcomed us in. Amy 
Burnett was fabulous. We got to get her back on the show because, you know, she has such an interesting story within herself that um, we got to get her on the show to talk about her life uh, when she was younger because it's pretty damn interesting. I don't know why her book is not written. I, I ask her this all the time. Where is your book? Because <laughs> you know, she really needs to write one. But, um, but yeah, we had a, we had a great time and, and I, I was really happy about it and I'm glad that, you know, people showed up. So that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I had a great time. It was, it was nice. It was nice chatty. We're, I mean, it was like, the only thing we was missing was the Moscato and that was it. It was cool. <laughs> okay. Well, next time we can definitely got to order some and have it, have it prepared for everybody, you know, clink, clink. <laughs> Well, I do want to, to make sure, for the last week, I've also been doing some very productive things regarding the Crystal Show. First of all, the Crystal Show has its own website, in case you didn't know, Yay. which you should know. But it's thecrystalshow.com. Very simple, very easy to remember. And on it, it I've been updating the guests that are coming on. I've been updating all of that. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can, uh, there's even a link to the iTunes page and all of that. So everything that is the Crystal Show you want to know about, and even if you want to come on to the show and be a part of the show, you can do that. There's a link to um, do that as well. So I'm very excited about this website, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I'm very happy that it's actually, you know, happening, and it's good. Hey. Well, no, it's good. I mean, we get yourself out there, get you know, get it out there, let the world know, because because we're back now. Okay, so right. just just have a seat, relax. We're back. You know, we're not going anywhere. We are. We're doing our thing. It, who, those of us, those of you who, uh, well, just just listen. You you'll be fine. Just just listen. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely true. And so we want you guys to. Um, Check out the main website, which is the Crystal Show. Anything you need to know, just go to there. Also, we have the web, the Facebook page, which is actually new. Um, a lot of our fans were on the Get Crystallized Now Facebook page, but the Crystal Show has its own Facebook page, and it's the Crystal Show One. So just all you have to do is check that out. And of course, our Twitter page is still going strong, um, Crystal Show One. So check both of those out. Uh, make sure you um, like us or tweet us or whatever us. And there is actually a um, an Instagram page, but I'm so old, I don't know how to use it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Stop. Stop. Stop it right now. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Instagram. That is like that's that's like the build. That's like the big building blocks of the whole social media. Just take a picture. Oh my God! My daughter has explained this to me so many times. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. That poor child. That poor child is like, Mom. <laughs> you know what? She says it exactly the way you say it. You take a picture. You put it on there. There it is. And I'm like, but I don't get it. And she's like, you take a picture. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so once I get it, then we'll, you know, we'll, I'll definitely put that link out there and everything. But right now, it doesn't exist in real world. It's just in my virtual head because I don't know what to put on there. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I may, Dre, I may make you the administrator of of our crystal show page because i have absolutely no idea what to put on there okay yeah well you know you know i you know i like my geeky stuff babe right okay so i'm gonna have to put you in charge of those kinds of things so i won't screw it up because you know because people will go there and you know well why am i here Uh, i don't see anything (laughs) there's no pictures on the instagram page i don't get it (laughs) where's the content where's the content content? (laughs) well anyway um Later on in the show, we're going to, of course, since we're, I am very adept with our Get Crystallized site, the GetCrystallized.net, which are, is our celebrity blog, and is you know definitely LinkedIn. It gives us all of our juicy gossip and also current events that are happening in the world. And we'll be talking about these things after our wonderful interview. We'll talk about things like Chris Brown, 
Um, he is still battling crap in court, and he looks like he may have to go back to jail. We'll see what happens there. Craziness. Wait, wait, wait. how did they get? Okay, how did they get crap in the court? We'll talk about that. Oh, <laughs> we'll God. talk about. All right. We'll talk about the sexy felon hottie, Jeremy Meeks. Does everybody remember his Stick name? Yeah. Sick of him. Sick of him. Yeah, sick of him. Throwing shade. Throwing lots of shade. I'm sick of that dude, really. I'm totally not sick of him. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there's some films that are going on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Kanye West, DVJ, and just a whole host of um, things going on in the celebrity world. But first, we want to welcome on our guest, which is Amy Kardashian. And um, again, if you want to call in um, to ask a question uh, or just, you know, to comment on what we're talking about tonight, then it's 657-383-0554. That's 657-383-0554. But let me tell you a little bit about Amy Amy, before we welcome her on. Uh, She is the author of a book called Tears of Hope, her riveting truth very true life story um, is of a young Middle Eastern woman who is a Christian woman, a girl who lived uh, 13 years through the Lebanese Civil War. She was only 12 years old when a bomb killed her older brother right in front of her. In the blink of an eye, her family would soon lose everything and become homeless. After years of persistence and determination, Amy became a businesswoman, and that's definitely what we're talking about tonight, how to make it through your struggles. She not only found a way to rise above many of her challenges, she also learned how to see light through darkness. And let me tell you something. As I announced last week, I've been through some things in the last year, and I have been definitely in the darkness, in the light, back and forth, and it, it can be very hard but she's definitely going to talk about how she was able to go through something probably even definitely a little bit more traumatic than myself and probably most of you guys who are listening. So she believes that her life has been saved for a reason. So I definitely want to welcome on Amy Kardashian. Or Kardashian. See, I say Kardashian. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you did a lot, Amy. Thank you, thank you. Great introduction, Crystal. You're welcome. Uh, you, you, you get that a lot because of the Kardashians. Do you get the? Oh that? yes, oh yes. And the first thing I do is not Kardashian, it's Kardashian. It's... Exactly. <laughs> well, oh, let me goodness. tell you something. I am I'm very excited about you being on. I did listen thank to you. when you were on uh, the Talk to Q radio show, which is mm-hmm. I my brother site <laughs> and uh, and you know I, I was riveted by your story and by the things that um, that you were talking about on the show and I said you know what I got I got to get her on the show on my own show because I there are things that I know I have gone through in my life that have taken me places to dark corners and I've often wondered how do I get out of this how do I go how do I wake up the next day so when i when i saw um and read a little bit of in your book about you know just hope itself and determination it made me it made me think you know more people are going through these things and people who have gone to gotten to the other side of it and have real advice for people so Mm -hmm. thank you so much again for coming on oh well thank you for giving me the opportunity because you know like you said we all have stories. I mean, life doesn't stop. Life didn't stop for me. It wouldn't stop for you. The right. obstacle challenges, we all still go through it um, in different ways. It just will never stop. I think it just maybe we learn how to deal with it and, and look at it in different perspective. And I think it just um, people look at me now and say, well, yeah, you don't go through anything right now. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. I used to go through challenges, and, and sometimes I, I go through the darkness, and then I know how to pull myself back up because I learned skills, and I had to 
I had no choice but learning. I mean, the other choice would be be depressed and, and stay in the corner and die. You know, right. living in the world, that's why you have the choice. The choice, either you get up and you dust yourself up and you say, okay, what can I do now? Exactly. And, or you be depressed. So uh, the skills that I learned, and that's why I like to share uh, to share, I mean, I can share all of them on the, on the radio because there is so many different lessons that I have learned. That's right. why I wrote the book. <laughs> right. right. So <laughs> there is so many different ways that we see our life in the darkness, and then we, um, and then different things that we use. Sometimes particular steps that we take or particular things that we we do doesn't work with other uh, situations that you're going through. So that's why the book is explained throughout the obstacles that I've been through, every obstacles I share with everyone, what did I do in this particular obstacle and how it worked for me. And, And my hope is that you carry that lesson of the things that I learned into your life and maybe that would uplift you, you know. Well, Amy, tell us um, uh, just maybe one or two of your um, life-changing experiences that you went through to give people an idea of where you're coming from when you're saying that, you know, you've you've made it through the struggles. Uh, Well, I I could share a couple of the struggles because there is so many, like I said, uh, uh, the, the first struggle that I had to learn how to see light through darkness is when my brother... I was sitting in the room with my brother talking about future. He was giving me hope that he's going to help me in school. As you know, I have dyslexia. And I was in fourth grade when I was only at 12 years old. And also, um, I'm supposed to repeat that <laughs> because I'm supposed to go back to fourth grade again. I can no. even graduate. So my brother gave me hope, and he saw different things in me. And he gave me hope he's going to help me. This is where I was having the conversation. And my father told him, don't go anywhere because the, the situation in the country is not good. And he said, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm having a great conversation with Amy. So Robert, actually, he was eight years older than me. He was supposed to go to the kitchen and get his tea. And I said, no, I'll go get your kitchen. And he kind of like gave me permission to go. And he looked at me and he said, okay, you know, I'm, I, I told him I'll be right back, and he, he's like looking at me. Okay, uh, uh, I'll be waiting for you. Go, kind of, you know, in a in big right. smile. Mm. And I turned my back, and what saved my life is was the a wall in between. I turned my back towards the kitchen. This is where a missile uh, came in through the window and oh. killed my brother instantly, and the whole room was inflamed. Oh my and God. At, that, at that moment, I was still in my pajama, 12 years old, looking at the room that, where I was there in a second ago, and seeing my brother burning and looking at the other room, my mom panicked because each we were living in five-story building, and each one of those store, the stories, the store stories, as each one of the level of the building, a, a missile came in, and one after another after another, and it was shocking. It was surprising. We never, we never been in the war before, so that was completely shocking to to me. And my mom, she tried to throw herself from the window, and my father was holding her back, you know. And my father was looking at me, "Are you okay?" And I'm, I'm looking at my mom trying to throw herself. My brother is burning in the room, and the whole building is. Mom coming, it's chaos. So that was a huge uh, moment in my life as a as a as a child. And uh, when my father, a couple of days later, we don't have time to go through all this. A couple of days later, my father so, uh, looked at me. I was still shaking from the situation, and everybody was giving attention to my mom because back then you're a kid, you don't understand anything. Don't go and sit down. They were giving attention to my mom, families everywhere in the small uh, room. My father came to me. He had a lot of wisdom. He came to me and he sat down and he he put his hand on my shoulders and he said, look at me. 
I was looking at him and he said, I didn't know what he was trying to say, but then he said, look at my eyes. I looked at his eyes and he said, you see that white? I said, yes. He said, do you see that brown? I said, yes. He said, do you see that small dark black? I said, yes. He said, sometimes we have to go through darkness to see the light. Wow. And one day you understand wow. what the light is. And that yeah. was that shaked me from the moment where I was actually shaking, like shaked my core to right. think about it, to just think about it. And I learned every time I'm in any kind of situation to shake myself up and, and try to look for the light and try to grab for the light. That, what is it that I could see? And then later on, I, I, I really appreciated what happened because all of my family were sitting in that room earlier. Okay, see, right. I could right. have lost all of them, not one. I could have lost all of my family because we were meeting. Uh, my father wanted us to have a meeting, family meeting, to, to flee to Egypt, to go to Egypt before the war breaks. And all of them were sitting in that room. You and know, you imagine that. You make, a, you make an interesting point because a lot of times when people talk about sudden death and um, a person dying very young, um, they say, well, if they weren't there, if this didn't happen or if we had done this. But sometimes it really does make you look at what fate and what God has planned for us because... As you said, you got up and you took a moment and you said, I'm going to go and get you some tea. And they weren't happened to, they didn't happen to be there at that time, but he was. And, you know, it was his time. How have you dealt with the, did you have any survival, you know, kind of grief or guilt at that time or as you grow older? Well, I, I actually felt guilty about that. I felt uh, guilty that he's alive, and I'm not. I, if I'm smiling, I'm smiling, I'm happy, and he's not smiling. You know what I mean? I, I had to hold that for a long, long time. But then uh, my faith, my faith, what kept me going, um, and, uh, you know, what kept me, you're asking me what kept me going. Is that what you're asking, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So this is what kept me going. Uh, like I said, I had two choices. Either I was going to break down, which my mom broke down and she started on medication, and okay. she was completely gone, or I wanted to stand up. And, and what they did back then, they put me in the mountain with my little brother, six years old, and to, to, to keep us safe over there. And it mm -hmm. wasn't. It was safe, but it, the, we get caught up from the food. We were in the mountain with, uh, from water. There is no communication with my family. I thought I would never see my family again. Uh, and and uh, I, when we were staying in the mountain, you could see the bomb in, the, in Beirut. You could see the, the the bombing flying from one area to another. And right. I used to think, this is, I'm losing my whole family. What's happening? My life completely gone, like changed. And I right. had to take care of my six years old. So this is what happened. I was in darkness. In my, my, I was in a dark, dark, dark place at 12 years old. I had to take care of my brother. He's digging in the garbage to eat. I had no adult next to me. There is the school principal, but there is nothing like family adults. And right. uh, they were treating us like just a number. Right. We had to wait in line just to get food. So I was afraid uh, for my brother. He's telling me he's afraid, and I had to take care of him. So uh, one day I sat down on the bench. Uh, I still remember. I cannot forget this moment. And I had a big tree behind me, so I put my back on the tree in the back. And I looked up, and I hadn't, that's the only way I, could, I, could, I, I had to ask God for help. And I, I looked up. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to keep going. Robert is gone. My family is gone. I have my brother digging in the garbage. He's scared. I don't know what to do. Help me. And right. I, I reached out to God, and I felt his light. I felt, literally, I felt light fulfilling my darkness, honestly. Wow. 
at that moment, I just had some magic energy. I just felt right. love, and I felt light, and I felt energy to get up and take care of my brother. See, I was afraid, and I turned my, my fear into faith, and I kept my faith in God. And God, since that moment, I had a built relationship with God. I had a bit of strong, strong relationship with God that you could ever imagine because I, I just couldn't read the Bible. I didn't know how to read very well at all. And, right. But I kept his words in my heart. And every time I needed something, I just knocked and I seeked and I reached out. And, and that's what Jesus said, not seek and uh, ask. So it's uh, every time I needed something, that's where I go. That's where my home. And I ask for strength, and, and I, I get the strength somehow, you know. Well, exactly, and, and that, is, that is definitely what we all should definitely do when we have that feeling of when we're right there in the corner, in the darkness, and just ask and, and pray yeah. and however – any of us want to consider that higher power, whether it's energy or God or however you feel, just look mm-hmm. into yourself and say, please help me. And I do want to bring on another caller who's called in, and I want to see if she has um, any questions for our guest, Amy. And we're talking to Amy Kardashian um, and at 647 if you have any questions. And uh, caller, you're on the line uh, on the Crystal Show. Thank you for calling in. Crystal? Yes. Oh, hey, Amy. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm great. Do you have a question for uh, for Amy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, yeah, I do. Um, My cousin, uh, we lost my 17-year-old cousin, a, year, a little over a year ago, it, it was around um, around Thanksgiving time, and um, my co- my her mother, my which is my cousin, um, she's just she's like Krista was saying, she's not really sure about that higher power. She's lost so much faith. In, in anything because she can't understand why her daughter, out of five kids in one vehicle, mm. only one child died, and it was her daughter, my little cousin Drew. And she just can't find that, she she can't find that faith and, and, and that comfort, and, you know, it, it bothers me because she calls me and 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 I don't have I, we grew up like sisters together and sometimes I just I don't I don't know what to say will she ever find any kind of comfort how does she how does she reach for the answer to that question when she's lost so much faith in everything Sure, sure. Well, this is something nobody can um, can understand her pain. You know, it, it just you will have a sympathy for her. And the the only thing that I can see is she needs someone who is close to God, and who is can reach out to her and let her understand that her a child is an angel out there, and one day she's gonna see that child. And we all are tested here in this life, and God never promised that everything is going to be perfect. He never promised everything's going to be perfect. So right. if she could get this to, to understand that it's not perfect, and, and if she could just change her perspective and celebrate the time that she was with her, this is what I did. I'm, I'm not comparing my pain to hers because it's totally different, her child. Um, yeah. If she could celebrate the time that she had with her, she could understand that's what her daughter wants her to do. Um, and and, and uh, she, that, as long as she's in pain here, she's keeping her daughter stuck out there and she's not happy in her soul. And um, I think that might 
that might open her heart a little bit and understand the celebration of her life instead of the loss of her life. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, uh, one of the, the most disturbing things that that happened was that um, while Drew was trapped, somehow this got anonymously told to my cousin that when Drew was trapped in the car, that she was screaming for her mother oh, before mm. she lost consciousness. And, okay. Uh, and that, that, that sound is still in her head. And she feels like obligated that she needed to reach out and help her. Okay. And yes, if sir. I have to tell her anything, she is still screaming until she let go. Then she's going to be helping her soul. Maybe her message was saying, maybe, maybe when she left, uh, she left with that message to her mom to let go and, and be, be, be okay with it. I, I, she's not going to be happy about it, but let her soul fly. If she's yeah. stuck, let her soul fly and let her go where her soul's supposed to be and when did she reach her. I think it's just what's happening to her is psychologically she's stuck. Like I was stuck when my brother died and I, he's supposed to go to the kitchen, not me. And to know that I was survived and he didn't, that basically was killing me inside. Yeah. And uh-huh. I could see that pain. I could see her pain until she started to understand otherwise that there is reason what's happened and we don't understand the reason sometimes because God is bigger than anything else and it's so hard for us to understand. And uh, let me give you an example, okay, for example. That's a little bit different, but maybe that helps her to see her life in a different perspective. God does his own, his own um, magic. I don't want to call it magic, but miracles and whatever. And he, he really give you what you want on his time, not on your time. And as long as you surrender to him, then you feel the light coming through it, through you, through, through you. When I surrendered in, that, in the mountain and I allowed God to come into my heart, then and only then I was able to receive his love and the energy and the light and the hope that I was looking for. You know, surrender God and as long as she's hanging on there to the words that came from another human which is her daughter then she's stuck in in different place she, she can't reach both of them surrendering it's it's a beautiful thing but you're gonna surrender to the right thing she's surrendering to the words instead of the words that her daughter left instead of surrendering to God and allow him to work through her you know, maybe there is a message she can go out there and deliver. Maybe there is something she needs to go out there and do that makes her feel good. Maybe God wants to use her to educate people what they need to do when they're, I don't know the story, but maybe, maybe there is something for her there, you see. Okay. Maybe, maybe help her to see what's in it that you need to go out and educate people and save other people's kids, other people's lives, you know. Yes, we 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 have started a uh, a blood drive now every year in Drew's honor. There's a softball tournament in her honor every year. So uh, now, so we um, you know we do several things to, to to honor her because her death really it it not just tore up our family, you know it tore up the whole community, the whole. The entire community was sad over it. Well, maybe she gave her life for you guys to stand up and save other kids' lives. She's a hero. She is a hero. If the mother understands her daughter is a hero, that makes her feel better, which makes me feel better every time I share my insight with everybody. I feel my life is worth to be saved. Does that make sense? I feel I'm, I wrote, when I wrote the book, that's where I start feeling I'm living. When I start to do my seminars and, and change people's lives, 
I start to feel I'm living. Now it's worth it for me to live. That's why God saved my life, you know. Okay. Great. And I, I totally agree, uh, Amy, because um, your book, uh, Tears of Hope, that is what, you know, when we go through the things that we go through, it is like our obligation, whether it is, we go through trauma or whether we have success as far as whether it's money or other successes, when we have an audience, we have an obligation to, to assist and help others. And um, I know that your book tears of hope definitely can do that for people. Now you also have, um, you have a YouTube show that you do. Uh, yeah, I'm working on that right now. It's in the process. I'm working on that. It's not mm-hmm. complete yet. It's coming soon. And you also have but your it, seminars as well. Yes. I have my seminars, and this is where I live. Um, I, I have been changing people's lives. And uh, one of the lives that I have changed, her name is Stephanie Thompson, and she turned around and uh, became, she, she, wasn't, she was an opera singer, but she was stuck in the darkness. And coming to my seminar, her life completely changed. And uh, I received the message that I need to write a song for, to have peace in the world, and I want to give 100% of the profit out. So I asked her, and she helped me. We wrote it together, and she sang that song for my book right now, for my mission. If you if you go to my website, you can hear it and see the video. Uh, me and my grandkids actually in that video, my granddaughters. It's a beautiful song. It's about peace in the world. But look what happened. By me doing what I'm doing, Stephanie Thompson is living her life and purpose right now. She's writing. She wrote 10 songs. She never thought she could write songs. She has a beautiful uh, so, uh, voice that she's going to keep people through her voice. What I'm saying is when we if we live, and now we pass it on to other people to give. So I would recommend for, um, I don't know her name, the lady who left her child, maybe give her bigger um, position in helping how she would like the voice to be with, you know, about her daughter. I think that would give her more uh, speaking for her daughter. You know, if she have a little bit small part of it, give her more to do. Give right. her more things to do. Well, Amy, I would so. definitely, I would like to say thank you so much for coming on to the Crystal Show. I want everybody to know to go to um, your website, which is stepintoyourlightnow.com. It, and um, do you have another site? Is that your main site there? That's everything. You could actually, they could download the ebook or audio book. They could watch the video, the Rise Above, uh, hit on the song, right, uh, watch the Rise Above song. And uh, my mission right now is to help children who suffered through the war and tragedies. Uh, I'm, I'm giving back to the world. Uh, I get the opportunity to be in the United States, and it's my time right now to give back, you know. Well, I am so glad that you were able to come on to the show and share with my audience your inspiration because to me, just being able to go through what you've gone through and to be able to still continue to walk, to talk, to believe, and to have faith in life is amazing, and we should all learn from that. Thank you so much. We all have something, you know, I'm sure what you went through is what I, I heard I heard your episode last week, and, and I, I could see you have a cancer, and it, that was a different bomb to you, and a different, a different something that I didn't experience. So I admire you for standing up too and speaking your truth and helping people uh, understand that we can do it. We are here to help each other. Well, thank, thank you, you for so having much. me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Amy. And um, we can uh, definitely, this after this show, we'll have Amy's interview. We'll be on to the site. It will be, of course, on Blog Talk Radio and on our iTunes. If you want to share with other people to get that message of inspiration, because that's really what it's all about. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you.
Okay. And um, we will um, continue on the show. And uh, next we'll have, well, Get Crystallized. And with Get Crystallized, we'll definitely have a little bit of what's going on and what's trending right now. It's time to get crystallized. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for continuing on. That was a great message. Now, there are some people who really need to hear that message, and one of those people is Chris Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he needs needs to, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, okay. Take some lessons. Chris Brown is only 25 years old, Okay. I mean, just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> he is only 25. We know about his run-ins with Rihanna. We know about all of that. He has had his fights with Drake and that whole, you know, thing in the club. And now he um, he still has to face trial for it. So one thing to learn from Chris Brown is it just it doesn't just go away just because you happen to be a celebrity. I know, right? Um. So today, you know, he there he had to go to court as usual. Um, and I thought it was all over, but apparently there's still things he has to go through. Um, he had to do a a plea deal or whatever for his assault case, and mm-hmm. and it would have kept him out of jail if he had done the plea deal. But his lawyers decided that that wasn't a good idea. Um, they said that they just wanted him to read something, a statement that wasn't true about the assault that he had. Um, What had happened was he was arrested in October outside of a hotel, and he was charged with a misdemeanor assault. A fan had accused the singer of hitting him when he tried to get a photograph with Brown and with um, a couple of other women that was with him. So uh, I guess you know, Chris was like, nah, man, get back, you know, <laughs> whatever. And so they <laughs> got into it. So he was on probation already for, you know, the attack with Rihanna, which obviously spiraled him into craziness. And um, he was released for all that. You know, he went to jail. He spent time there, and now he's out. But his prosecutor said, nope, don't take the deal that they were giving him. So now he has to go back to court for that. What the hell is going on? I mean, it's like every time I turn around, Chris Brown is going back to jail. Am I the only one? What the hell? No, no. But the dude is like, like you said, dude's in his 20s. I'm like, dude, there are grown men. Justin Bieber as if he needed any more help with corruption. Oh, God. And what is wrong with these kids? I mean, and they're literally still basically kids. This is what you get. Hang on. This is what you get when you're basically given just about everything. I'm sorry. I'm going to put it out there. I'm just being real with it. He had too doggone much stuff. Justin Bieber had too much stuff. If you get a little bit of struggle in your life, I mean, look, look at what just happened with our last caller, with, with Amy, okay? Yeah. She had to struggle. You see how, but you see how that is. I mean, she had, and she's more grateful about the little things that she has now. While these fools over here can get anything they want, drop of a hat, and think that everything is entitled to them. That's what the problem is. That's just my opinion. I'm like, you know. What were you saying, Amy? What did you, what did you say about Justin? Uh, what I was, you know, Justin Bieber. He, uh, you know, allegedly did grow up with struggles. You know, his father. <laughs> wasn't uh, much of a father until he got money. Now they're hanging out in strip clubs together, getting lap dances. And, um, you know, the the poor mother that raised him and they, and, and her and Justin allegedly, you know, lived in some uh, homeless shelters and stuff. Um, Right. Now, but I, I just think that, all these people like Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, Molly Cyrus, the whole uh, the oh, whole crew, Kanye West, 
They think they're invincible, and the law does not apply to them. It's called the OJ syndrome. <laughs> oh, my God. The OJ syndrome, I like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I OJ, the OJ as, syndrome. As far as uh, Kanye West, speaking of jail time and all that, he didn't get jail time for, you know, kicking some guys, but I think he attacked, you know, the photographer. We all saw pictures of that last year. He got community mm-hmm. service. But what's so hilarious about the community service that he got, his community service is that he was ordered to teach fashion at a college in L.A. What? That's hard time, ain't it, buddy? Teach hard time. I'm picking up trash on the road, okay? Why can't he do that? Why can't he pick up trash on the side of the road or plant a damn tree? Right. He is teaching fashion, which I'm sorry, he don't know anything about. Well, don't tell him that. I mean, look, let him him tell it he is fashion, okay? And he's got the (sighs) right to prove it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even get it. I mean, I don't Why is he... First of all, you know, he compares himself to, you know, like Versace. Um, he compares himself, uh, what is the, oh, gosh, well, I can't even think of his name. God, he's God. Right, he compares himself to major fashion designers who've been in the game for, I mean, 20, 30 years. Ralph Lauren. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he compared himself to him. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, so he comes out, you know, comes on the scene, you know, been in a little rap game for a little bit, got a little bit of money, and all of a sudden now he's, you know, designed a couple of shirts, and now the dude is like, you know, Bill Blass? Really? Come on, man. Sit down somewhere. Sit down. Just sit down. Right. He thinks he's Bill Blass. That's, so, that's a blast in the Walmart every day for $5. <laughs> no, he wants right. to sell his T-shirts for, what, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, a freaking T-shirt. That doesn't even have his yep. name on it. It's like inside or something. I don't know. Whatever. It's so stupid. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's kind really? of dumb. But. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, of goodness in the fashion world, we may get to see, you remember the guy who was a felon, who was sexy felon, our sexy felon? His name is Jeremy Meeks, and he is married, folks. Sorry, girls, but he's married. Um he is getting he's getting some modeling deals. He is um there are agencies who are after him and, and waiting for him to get cleared of whatever the hell he's in. And they wanna make the gangster look that he has they wanna make that the new thing. And they say okay, he can make Okay, but here's here's Here my question. Here's my question. Why can't I get a photo shoot? Because you don't look like you're I mean, <laughs> but I'm but I'm fine though. Okay, okay I'm cute. Yeah, you okay. are. I got I got dimple, you know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm dark skinned I'm I'm handsome. I'm debonair. I'm the, I should be on the cover of Jet. But this fool, light skin, blue eyes, and blue everything. Eyes. Now I'm say, yep. And I'm throwing shade right <laughs> now. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm shade alert because I'm putting the whole force on black. I'm doing a whole kind of shade on this cat. Look, y'all are going and losing your minds over this cat. He's a felon. He's oh, look at There's no justice. Look at the craze with, a uh, quote, swag, and, you know, the pants hanging down to the knees. That right. was created by guys in prison. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. The whole gay thing, right, absolutely. But that's what they want to do. You know what? His wife is upset about all of the attention that he's getting. Um, she's pissed off because he's in real trouble. He has like 12 companies, mm-hmm. and he owes like $900,000 just in bail. He can't even get out, you know. So she is not really feeling all of the hype, but I bet she will feel those checks once they start that's coming That's what I'm saying. Let's keep it real. Let's I know, right? When the, when the money comes in, she's going to be like, oh, babe, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. You know, yeah, <laughs> let's, keep it, let's just keep it real. I mean, come on. 
I don't feel it. No, no, stop kidding yourself. Because when a brother gets paid while he's while you up there, he's up there in the attic or wherever he is, and the checks yeah. start rolling into your house. Hello, watch. It's gonna be a whole different ball game. Well, he has a model look. I mean, you can, you got to give it to him for that. He, I mean, you have I to be It's not just about being cute and when you are a model. It really isn't because a lot of models, if you look at them, the, especially the, the the big ones who are famous and everything who work, they don't have a really um, appealing look just as far as cuteness. But what they have, they have an in- interesting bone structure, so and they're photogenic. He's photogenic because I've seen other pictures of him, you know, in the raw, mm-hmm. and it's not that attractive. It's kind of weird, you know, whatever. But he's, but he is photogenic apparently, so he can definitely make some money. My only thing is, is he ever going to get out of jail and be able to spend any of this money, <laughs> or even make the <laughs> real deals? I mean, because the guy right. real tight. If he's a if he's awarded if he's in prison and he's awarded the state, the state can take that money unless it's paid to him in somebody else's name. Right, right, definitely. Well, what should happen is his wife should start writing some books or something <laughs> and talk my about my life. With, my life with my life with Felon Bay. Yeah, that's it right now. That feels so really exactly, well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And she can be the new, she can have a reality TV show where she gets to go visit him and we, you know, we can, you know, uh, follow her talking to him in jail. That would be beautiful. Yep, oh, there it is. God. Reality TV show. I just made it up. Producers call me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should get her on the show too. Oh, you know what? That would be great, actually. <laughs> hey, hey, Miss Mrs. Felon Bay, if you are if you out there listening to Crystal Soul, which you should be, give us a call. <laughs> we'll get you on the show. Well, there's a couple of things that are, uh, that I thought was kind of funny. One of the, one of the things I thought was kind of funny um, that I read about today was two guys are suing New Jersey Lottery because they threw out their million dollar ticket. And they say that it's New, it's New Jersey and the lottery system's fault because they didn't see the, um, the, the numbers fast enough before they threw them out. So they're going okay, – Whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah, good luck, good luck with that. You got, a, you got a better chance of being the father on Mars than you get a chance of getting that money, bro. So just chill. Just chill. I don't even know. That, that, that's a stupid a lawsuit. There's lots of million dollar tickets that are inside, you know, the big, you know, trash heap. You know, I mean, that is crazy that they actually want to sue. They said it it came on too late. They know they threw it out too fast. I have lottery tickets that are just sitting around. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thrown them out yet. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, well, okay. First of all, if I'm the state of New Jersey. And I'm t- I'm looking at him like that's not my problem, bro. Really? You threw your, you you we didn't run them by fast enough. What? You having trouble nope, waiting? Fast enough. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cause if I knew that I possibly had a, the winning the winning well, ticket, know. yeah, they didn't know what they're doing. That's crazy. Right, well, my, my, stop, really. my little thing that I thought was was another one of the craziness of this week uh, trending topic was love and hip-hop Stevie J, Mr. Ratface himself. You know, okay, we all know that he was uh, arrested for not paying his child support. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was arrested. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, he was arrested right uh, in that big, beautiful house that he has, you know, that he's renting mm-hmm. or whatever. That was a great scene to see him walking out. But he's out. He's out of jail, of course. But he says that he is not a deadbeat dad because he buys his son great sneakers. Ooh. He couldn't possibly be a deadbeat So what do you think about that? you think that, that makes him a great guy? <laughs> a great dad? Oh, 
All I know is Eve is going. All I know is Eve if somewhere going. What do you think, Amy? Is that is that enough? Do what? Is that enough? Just you know, if if you know, if your kid has shoes, the belt. You know, if 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 the if the kid maybe if it led to a future of um, the NBA uh, that that he you know was such a good father that he bought his kid great sneakers or, or good sneakers or whatever then maybe but you know the chances of that happening are slim to none. I know it's just. Stupid. I mean, he really made himself look ridiculous by even saying something like that. You know, I mean, and he owes a million dollars to this girl, to to the mother of his child, and one of his children. Not even, you know. Yeah, I was about to say, because, I mean. Well, he so, like, yeah, because it's so. See, my question is. I can't buy you love. My question is, how much of a cut is um, Mimi's baby getting, if that's the case? I don't know, but she's paying. You know, she's doing porno. She's doing good. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, the shower sales have gone up increasingly. Doing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other show right there. Good God. Oh, Lord. Well, anyway, guys, I am so thank you so much, Amy, for coming on and um, checking in oh, with yeah. us. Crystal Shay. And, uh, of course, I would like to definitely thank our guest, uh, Amy Kodashian, for coming on. And, again, her website is stepintoyourlightnow.com, and that's where you can purchase her book, Tears of Hope. Now, next week, we will be talking to a relationship counselor. Her name is Bonnie Kay, and she will be answering a very important question. And that question is, is your husband gay? <laughs> wow. I don't know. Right? Okay, the fact that she has to ask that question is hilarious. Well, first of all, um, Bonnie, she is really into it. She has, um, she does counseling for uh, homosexual, male and female, and those who are in those types of relationships to help them, you know, deal with their issues. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about the guys who are in these types of down-low relationships who get married, have children, and pretend that they're, I guess, to the outside world that they are not gay, um, but right. they clearly are. So, we're, I mean, that should be a very interesting show. And we're going to talk about the women, too. You know, are they clueless? Or, you know, yeah. what? What is their deal? Why do they accept this type of relationship? Because many of those women do, you know. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. And, of course, we're going to talk about what's trending on Get Crystallized. And um, any final thoughts from you guys? Amy, what do you think? About oh, our tonight was a, such, was a, a really great show. Um, you know, Amy is such a – a truly inspiring woman, and um, I am I'm definitely going to sit down and talk with my cousin, and um, and I'm going to tell her that, you know, I talked to, to Amy about her, and I think I may uh, even try to buy my cousin that book because, uh, you know, it, it, it tears me up inside that I don't know what to say or to do to try and, and comfort her, you know, and um, it's just been, you know, a really tough ordeal for, you know, everybody in my family to deal with, with losing Drew um, and all her friends and stuff, but it's more important to me to be there, you know, for my cousin, her mother, and, and, um, and and support her in any way I can. It's just been a a truly truly tough ordeal. But I enjoyed the show tonight, Drace. Good to talk to you, as always. always. A uh, and I will see you guys probably next week. All right. Yes, you will. Now the Christmas show. Yeah.
Good night, Amy. This Christmas show airs every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Connect with us on Facebook and on Twitter, The Crystal Show 1. Also, uh, frequent the shows, again, our official website, which is thecrystalshow.com, and you can get everything that you need about the show there and find out the topics that are upcoming. And we have lots of great relationship topics and musical guests that are becoming up. So I would just like to say, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening on the podcast. And um, we will definitely... One thing I do want to say is regarding our show tonight when we're dealing with struggles, I will have to look to the guru of Lil John and ask one simple question. Turn down for what?